pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Here I am. It is uh, John DePietro. It's 106. It's Friday afternoon. Happy Friday, one and all. Uh, heavy news on this Friday. It is Friday, May 14th. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion, folks, of the show is brought to you by, it's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today. It's going to be a hot summer. You could be nice and cool. Call R.E. Coogan and Heating for all your plumbing needs, for all your heating needs, cooling needs, central air. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call them today at 732-6562, 732-6562 for R.E. Coogan and Heating. Look for them on Facebook. Again, their website is recooganheating.com. Folks, as Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. R.E. Coogan and Heating. So it's 107. Now. Some of the big local news. The mayor of Fall River, Jazzle Korea, they threw the book at him. Guilty, basically, on everything. No real shock there. Uh, he came out, didn't say anything. Uh, I, I don't think so, but uh, convicted 21 criminal counts. So the jury just went to town on him. Um, let's see. We are waiting more word with police to... Uh, All right. I think we do have an update on that. Police expect all nine injured in the Providence shooting to recover. Channel 12 is reporting this. The identities of the nine victims will be released later today. Uh, Stephen Perry shooting took place seven o'clock. Well, six forty six last night. Uh, Eight were shot. One was injured by shattered glass. They expect all the victims, eight men and women, 19 to 25 to recover. Two victims were in critical Condition. One remains in serious condition. Shooting was not random. Viewed between, well, I've learned it was from Southside and Lakeside. Uh, three to f- group that had three to five firearms drove up from a home, open fire, real drive by. Much like you see in um, the movie Boys in the Hood or in um, the movie Colors. By federal standards, it was a mass shooting if there's more than four people. So, uh, by the way, no comment at all from um, Congressman Cicilline. It's his district, and he's the former mayor. Perry, uh, Commissioner Perry said they're trying to identify others who were involved but not wounded. Anyone with information, contact police, 272-3121. A lot still needs to be done. Uh, no arrests have been made. Detectives worked through the night interviewing victims at the hospital. They think they know. Who is involved with this? All right. So I think uh, they're going to release the victims. Oh, good. All right. I'm getting word now. Three o'clock briefing. Okay. Good. Thank you. See you then. Thank you. See you then. All right. I will be there, folks. Juan will be there. So let me see. Let me put that out. Uh, Again, folks, bear with me. The, the arson thing, we're going to talk to Freddie in just a moment. Uh, let's see. Uh, Governor McKee will make an announcement about Rhode Island's reopening and mask wearing at the State House one hour from now. I, I can't go to everything. Coming up, that's going to be at 2 o'clock. So now they're changing it. Well, th- that was yesterday. It didn't make any sense that they were announcing 
Uh, let me just put a Providence police briefing on the shooting today at 3 p.m. Okay. Uh, bear with me, folks. Juan's doing it on the fly. But I will be there to bring you the latest again on this uh, gang war that has broken out in the city. All right. I want to... Um, Let's see. I do want to talk about the arson investigation. Again, if you want the latest now on the shooting you can and the gangs involved, uh, I encourage you to go to the website, petro.com. That Jazzle Korea is just, he, he's a, a dip blank, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he's just a clown. Let's see. Police expect nine people hurt to recover and shoot out. Uh, let me see if there's any other update. The commissioner, eight people shot. Ninth was hurt by something other than a bullet. That was in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, there, there were there were um, <laughs> dozens of rounds fired. Well, they were firing back. The ones on the porch, they also, they also, um, you know, they were armed. So the two of them were going at it. So... I want to just uh, pull up before we get Freddie on about the arson situation. I'm telling you right now, th- this situation in, in Warwick, it, it, there's no way that was, they can't even get the story straight between the, um, the, the um, between the Warwick fire chief and the state fire marshal. They, they can't even get the story straight. I was there. I filmed it. It looks like a bomb went off. Uh, aftermath of Washington Park shooting. Nine hurt, all expected to recover. Carolina Avenue. There was a lot of gunfire. It sure was. Those guys, they were heavy. No question about it. So it doesn't look like anybody got dropped. Folks, this is, this is what the summer is going to be like, by the way. This is what the summer is going to be like. That is exactly right. All right, let me get Freddie on the line. I do want to talk about the arson story now. At uh, Speaker Sakachi's office, so folks, bear with me again. It's a it is a busy time, but let me. Uh, where's Where's Fred? Uh, there we go. Okay, all right. Bear with me right now. What time is it? One twelve. So we have time. Three o'clock today. We will be doing a Facebook live. We'll be doing a Facebook live on that. With uh, is that you, Fred? Go ahead, JD. All right. Now, Fred, you and I have been following this story. From its onset. And what's interesting to me is already, as you and I have been piecing together the timeline and the events as they're being announced, it already doesn't match up. So a couple different things. We know that on Wednesday, the state fire marshal said that the fire at the Speaker of the House, Joe Sakachi's law firm in Warwick, on Wednesday, the state fire marshal said two things. One, the fire started inside. Number two, he didn't think they'd be able to determine the cause. Correct. In the Today's Providence Journal, the Warwick fire chief intimates the fire started outside the building at a brush fire near McDonald's. Did you see that? I, I heard it and yeah. I saw it. And listen, the only thing I know is I was in a lower level of my home. And when you came in from New York, you know roughly where I live. So right. I'm not no yep. smoking a bomb. Yep. I pay big taxes to live in this city. And I want to know what's going on in my city. Just not the fire, right. not just the police. Right. The whole the whole smear, every city worker. Okay? So, like like I said, 
I threw that out there quick because there's other people out there that do this like so professionally on Twitter. It's like it's amazing and they're wonderful and they give out great information. Yep. I just threw it out there. And I heard the call. I think her name is Shirley, who was dispatching. It was a house fire. It came out having flames coming from the roof, and they they threw the first alarm out there. Right. Now it's like nine forty three. Am I right in saying that? Yes. 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 All right. Nine forty three. I I missed the address because I was shutting down the lower level, and that takes like at least fifteen minutes. And I was coming up. And then I I started hearing more and more and more. And then, then the second alarm was set. And like I said, it's not just so much as the apparatus that, thank God, they were all working. Nothing broke down like they usually do. But when you go into a third alarm, it's like pretty, you know, it was like a good 45 minutes into the fight. Right. And then as soon as, you know, they hit those things, the roof is collapsing. I said, this is unbelievable. Because I was the one that called Joey Sakachi. Right. Joey, yes. your building's on fire. Uh. Let me call the mayor. You're going to call the mayor. You call the fire department. Right. You're the speaker of the house. And he, and he did. Because he just got off the phone talking to the mayor. And then I called him back about a half hour. He said, Freddie, you're right. It's my building's on fire. Total waste. Total gone. It's gone. It's already gone. The whole, it just, it just came right in. That man was there at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I don't know who's, who's getting what, brush fire or what. There was no call put out there for a brush fire. No, no. And on top of that, as you saw my video, the grass and the trees behind the building, they, they weren't even burnt. No, no. And I know it because I said, I'm hearing this. I said, why is J.D. saying it's cold? It's cold. Yeah. I said, he's going to be out there early in the morning. I was. I was the first one out there. Yes. I was thinking of taking a ride out there at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yep. I said, you know something? I don't want to get sick because I've been in that law office numerous times, and I know what what the Speaker of the House is going through. Right. It's the memories. And it's just not just the memories. It's his sister. It's his brother. It's other businesses that's in that boat. Thank God nobody got hurt. But at the same time, what the hell happened there? Yeah. There had to be something more than, you know, there's nothing in there that has chemicals. No. There's nothing in there that has, you know, an explosion type of thing. (laughs) Accelerants or anything? Fred, it's not a factory or a warehouse or anything. No. And this business of, well, maybe somebody left the coffee pot on or the copy machine overheated. That that doesn't turn into a, a... a, a, a three-alarm roof collapsing fire. There's no way. And they can't and, even get their story straight. Did it start and, what, and, Did it start inside or outside? And let's say, I'm going to say it again, what the speaker said. My sister was there at 8.30 at 8 night. 8.30 at night, yep. So if I threw it up there at 9.43 and I heard maybe about four or five minutes before that yeah. until I got to a, to a phone, because I just don't on my phone. I I got computers I can throw it out there with. Yep. I, I'm, wherever I am, I'm in I'm in communications because I don't play with Twitter. I gotta make money, and I'm 67. Because you want to know why? Why? I gotta kick in close to 18 thousand a year to live in my house in my city of Warwick. Wow. That's 18 large. Yep. Okay. 
And let me tell you something. You got to do what you got to do. I'm, you know, it's like, I don't get no freebie like those other peasants down there in Providence who just got another $132 million. I'm running, I got to say one thing, I'm going off key, sorry. I don't care that little Mickey Mouse most of a man down there oh, is running for friend. governor. Yeah. I'm running for governor. Yep. You better run for governor. You better run for cover. Think because he you said, ain't going to win. He said, I'm going to do for Rhode Island what I've done for Providence. Yeah. Well, he's going to make the whole state sanctuary city, so this <laughs> way we go all going to move out. Ted, Fred, that is like a shooting range right now. you got a gang war. He's got a full-scale gang war. Well, not for nothing. You don't have a full-time, you know, police commissioner. What can I say? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. I mean, how long has he been there? I mean, you know, he, he shackled the firefighters for how many years when Cicilline was around. Right. He shackled the police officers for how many years. They wanted for, and what was that? A rally after? Yeah. Everybody got up and spoke? You know what else? Let me. Like a rally. Yeah. Fred, and any. Then back, but then back to this. Yeah. Do you, do you know the brother as well? Do you know the speaker's brother as well? Yeah, I know him all. Oh, okay. I understand the brother's uh, done pretty well. And he, what does he do? Do lending of some kind? Yeah, sort of. You know what I mean? He's a landing, he's a law degree. He's just a real whiz. And you know, Joey, Joey's been been doing this for 30 years. And like I said, he's done a lot of development. He brought in a lot of stuff into this. I mean, that guy wants to be governor right now. He can be governor right now. Well, we'll see. He's still going to win. No, he's not. He's not going to run for governor. That no, I, know no I agree. All right, so you you agree, Fred? This, this whole thing is is odd. With they, they can't get the story straight, and, and you saw my footage. That is like a bomb went off at the back of that building. That was not. Oh, we think it was a brush fire. A brush fire doesn't turn into it. Why was that the only building? And why why is it that um, a brush fire doesn't turn into a three alarm roof collapsing building? It just doesn't. No, no. no. And like I said before, like I said the other time when I was on your show, it does take a lot of manpower because these guys are carrying a lot of stuff on. Yeah, I saw. So, so like you know, they, you know, they had to tie up stuff on roof two. Yeah, had to move water around because there's so much water being pumped. So right. I had to go to different hydrants to make sure they had enough pressure in these lines. You, you know, you stop playing around. This ain't an inch and a half line you're feeding into a ladder. You're, you're right. going into a three-inch line now. You're talking some big, heavy stuff there. Mm. And they're, they're running the lines up and down Route 2. I mean, I can see why they, they hit a three-alarm. But, you know, I'm saying to myself, when are they going to backfill some of these fire stations? The thing is, there's nothing left. There's only one engine, and that's it. Yeah. Everything was taken. It's just something... Something's odd. Something that, something that, and I've been listening to police scanners since the yep. Pinkston Fire when I was eight years oh, old. Oh, wow. And I lived in Providence. Wow. And when Al Mello was in charge of Providence Fire Alarm. So, like, you know, I'm not saying I, I, I know what I'm doing, but it wasn't for me, okay, I pushed Lincoln Shavey. All right, all right. Let, I don't want to get too off track. Listen, good to talk to you. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you after the show. Okay. All right, Freddie. All right, folks. There it is. Fred from War. I don't want to get too. <laughs> when we start getting into, I got Link Chafee elected. We'll uh, we'll take it up with him another time, folks. Good afternoon. Again, it's one twenty one. It's Sean DePietro. Now I'm seeing that Governor McKee now is having a briefing today at two o'clock 
which I'm not going to attend, to announce new guidelines. I'm going to tell you what this is, is yesterday they got caught off guard because the CDC announced yesterday while Governor McKee was having his briefing that that they were um, lifting the mask guidelines. So yesterday, as Governor McKee was having the briefing, he stayed into the mode of you're still going to wear a mask inside. And it doesn't match up with what the CDC is saying. So I believe that's what's going to happen coming up at two. Now, folks, again, good afternoon. If you haven't seen the video, visit the website, depetro.com. And by the way, depetro.com, do you need a handyman? You do? Call Jamie, J. Freitas Construction, deck staining and handyman services. Maybe you need a handyman for some interior painting, handyman services, maintenance of your home, other things uh, to keep it, prevent major problems, whether it's a... Uh, odd job or a small task, hey, handyman services, he is terrific. You can direct link at my website, petro.com or call him at 837-4545, 837-4545. Call Jamie, with, uh, and he is terrific. Now, I want to play Channel 12 head on former head of the Rhode Island State Police, who they use as their law enforcement expert, uh, Steve O'Donnell. And I just want to hear his thoughts on the uh i believe he was on channel 12 i think i saw this morning and i think it might be worth playing providence police are going to have a briefing coming up at three o'clock and i will be there covering it of course if you haven't seen if you want to see the footage last night it was there for over two and a half hours just log on at the website to petro.com all right this is i think Head of the Rhode Island, former head of the Rhode Island State Police, uh, Colonel Steve O'Donnell, Major, uh, yeah, Colonel O'Donnell, and I believe he was on with uh, Channel 12 this morning in some capacity with uh, Patrick Little. So I'm not sure why that's... Here we that go. All of the victims are expected to recover. We do have team coverage working this story this Friday in Providence. We want to go to 12 News reporter Kate Walsh in a moment as neighbors are reacting. But first, Brittany Schaefer has the latest information from Providence Police. Brittany. Well, Danielle, we are waiting for more information from police at this hour, but Commissioner Stephen Perry did provide a brief update on the nine people who were wounded, saying all are expected to be okay. Now, three people still were at Rhode Island Hospital. Two are in critical condition. One is serious. The shooting happened in broad daylight Thursday evening on Carolina Avenue. Providence Police Chief Hugh Clemens tells us eight of the victims were shot. One was injured from blast shards. Police say the victim, the victims are eight men and one woman who range in age from 19 to 25. Clemens emphasizing the shooting was not random and started after a feud between two groups. He was not able to confirm if the groups were gangs, but says they are very familiar with the groups. Clemens says several dozen shots were fired, and by federal standards, he says this was a mass shooting. Attempting to identify others that we know that were here. We know there was an exchange of gunfire between one group that had three, possibly five firearms that drove up in front of 87 Carolina and opened fire on at least three, if not five, individuals that were in and around the porch area. There was a return gunfire by at least two. 
and police say they do have a good idea of who is responsible, but no arrests have been made at this time. Again, we are waiting for an update from police here at the Providence Public Safety Complex at some point this afternoon. Make sure you stay with Three News both on air and online as we learn more on this developing story. For now, live in Providence, I'm Brittany Schaefer, 12 News. All right, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Oh, here we go. You were just hearing from Providence Mayor Jorge Eloza, who was in Jorge that neighborhood Eloza. this morning, correct? Jorge Eloza. As well as several members of the community. Yeah. And as much as this was a prayer vigil among members of the faithful, it was also a call for action for many. As they acknowledge, this isn't the norm for the city of Providence, but they have noticed an increase in gun violence, especially with semi-automatic weapons. Well, what happened yesterday is not normal. No? And we can't oh, you mean the nine people normalized. shot? A call for an end to gun violence at the corner of Carolina and Allen's Avenue the morning after what's being called the city's biggest shooting in its history. Mayor Jorge Alorza saying police are familiar with the two groups that shot at each other just before 7 Thursday night, leaving eight people with gunshot wounds and one with another injury. His response when asked if this was gang violence. Yes. We know both of these folks, both of these sides, and it's part of an ongoing feud. If you want to call it gang-related... They are gangs. Providence Public Safety Commissioner Why won't they call them gangs? Police are noticing when shots are fired, there are 20 to 30 shell casings on the ground. We do everything to prevent this from happening. <laughs> they won't call them gangs. You know these two groups? Groups. We've been working with the Institute. We don't use the word gang anymore. Break that cycle and get them other opportunities. Community leaders like State Representative Jose Batista said this uh, violence is the culmination of much larger systemic issues. No, Batista lives just blocks from this shooting. I don't think it matters what political stripe we come from or yes, what it does. color we are. Wrong. But I think we can all agree that leadership begins with us. You're not. And if we want young people, particularly young people in this community, to value their lives, to value the lives of each other, then we need to value their lives. Oh, my God. No wonder there's problems. And the Institute Clown. Commissioner Perry referenced there was the Nonviolence Institute. Oh, they yeah. go to the hospital whenever there's an incident like this. Fantastic. And they were there last night saying they saw many members of the community helping the families of those victims. Right. Everyone here right. saying don't, that this don't is say really gangs. the beginning groups. of a lot of work to do for the city. Okay. Live in Providence, I'm Kate Walsh, 12 News. Like a rock group? And of course, stay with us for continuing coverage of the mass shooting in Providence. We'll have updates Unreal. throughout the day on our website. Well, I don't know, I don't know if they're gangs. I like that, Mayor Lorza. I wouldn't call them gangs. Maybe that's your word. Where is Patrick Little with uh, O'Donnell? I'm, I'm trying to play it. Yeah, they're acting like they're the parents. You know, I think th- this is like the expression of, I think we're all to blame here. Listen, I'm not to blame. All right? I don't live anywhere near there. I used to. Edgewood, uh, but Edgewood is, you know, night and day compared to this, what they've turned this into. Absolutely ridiculous. Um all right. I, I don't know what McKee is doing. I, I mean, this could have been handled yesterday, but it sounds like any time he wants to have the, the video of him saying, guess what? You don't have to wear a mask. But yesterday, while he was having his press briefing, they, they were announcing it. The CDC announced it. And then he said, well, in Rhode Island, we're just going to continue to wear masks. Boy, that is some kind of statement, though, from uh, Mayor Alorza. If you want to use the word gangs... I prefer the word groups of people. (laughs) 
My God. Of course, no wonder the city's a mess. He is so incompetent. He just is. Oh, my God. How did he ever? I Listen, and I, I remember. I mean, of course, the feeling was like, right, the, the journal and the east side. You can't have Cianci, but look who you have. This guy can't get out of his own way. Why can't? What is wrong with the uh, Channel 12? Here we go. I'm trying to play Colonel Steele, former head of the Rhode Island State Police, Steve O'Donnell. I'm seeing a video of him with Patrick Little of Channel 12, but it just won't play. Anyway, he says that some different turf issue, some type of retaliation, something that happened, and they were shooting back. I'd like to hear the audio of it, but we're just going to have to just going to have to take my word for it, folks. That's what they're saying. But if you want to see some of the video, I didn't get the memo with it. Now, I don't know the reason they're calling them groups. Is you remember the uh, Rhode Island, before I, I knocked that whole thing, do you remember the Rhode Island Attorney General's office? They were coming under fire for keeping a gang database. So maybe now that I'm not trying to knock it, maybe the way around it is you say, you know, do you have a gang database? Absolutely not. Do you have a database for groups of people? Maybe. It, maybe that's what it comes down to. Um, but it is uh, at no point, whether it's Batista or that Senator Tierra Mac, at no point do they put any onus on the individuals involved. And I, I would like to ask Mayor Alorza at the press briefing of, um, oh, I see. Huh. They loan money. They flip houses. Wow. All right. Well, there's certainly money to be made there. I I want to um, ask Mayor Alorza, do you agree with Senator Mack that the problem is drinking water in Providence called the, caused the shooting? Is that, do you agree with them on that? Yeah, that's what caused the shooting, poor drinking water. Yeah, if only that was the problem. It's not the problem. It's hardly the problem. Where is um, Governor McKee? I would like to play. He did get caught off guard yesterday. And I don't mean that against him. I don't. But he got caught off guard by the fact that the CDC went to, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. And um, and then suddenly he's, he's staying with, I think I have that, where he's saying, well, we're still going to have wear masks here in Rhode Island. So Rhode Island will be the only state to still wear masks. Because that makes sense. I, I just don't understand. And I agree, by the way, with many of you that said, why, why weren't we the first one? This is from yesterday. What's that Tom McCarthy? Let me find folks. I just want to hear where Governor McKee, it was in real time. At the CDC. Nope, he's not doing that. The vaccine. It was in real time yesterday that the CDC announced no more mask, and these guys just got caught flat footed, so they've decided. As of now, yes. 
You know, I don't understand. As, as of now, yes, uh, we will be evaluating the CDC's recent uh, determination. So we've just learned of that prospective determination while we're on the stage. But as of now, yes, mask wearing will be required. <laughs> Why did they just say, oh, all right, well, if, if that's the case, then, yeah, we'll go along with whatever they're saying. I mean, it is the CDC we're talking about. Um, but he he just... I guess it was a judgment call. They want to be careful. I'm just trying to. It it did not make sense that yesterday, in the middle of it, suddenly they got caught flat-footed and off guard. That while they were having the briefing, the CDC announced that you don't have to wear a mask inside anymore. So for the past day. Rhode Island has not been in lockstep with the rest of the nation. Again, it sounds like they're going to, Governor McKee's people are going to correct it this afternoon. And because things are so political, instead of just, you know, they want video of it. They want video that there's no more masks. To make the right call, but Here we go. It hasn't come yet, but just like we responded to the, I don't know, would you be on board with that? Here we go. This is from yesterday. Crandall. Promptly looking at it and relying on our health department to make the right call, but the CDC is a good endorsement. Good endorsement. They decide everything. How are you going to enforce that nightclubs that want to be 100 percent open are show their customers are showing that they're fully vaccinated, or are you basically going to rely on them to do that? No, I, I'll let Stephanie answer that one, but. Uh, just like we, we rely on people to follow the protocols today, there'll be there'll be follow up and inspections, and we're expecting people to uh, follow the protocols. They're going to be very happy to be opened up. By the way, uh, even at that stage of fifty percent. But seven, you want to just answer that? Exactly- All right. Again, I um, they're going to announce today that they're going to follow what the CDC said. I mean, right? Is anybody? Uh, they could have. It was guess was too much to pivot right now. We're in a time, and right now, folks, it's one thirty-six. Good afternoon on this Friday. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. You can always listen online at the website depietro.com. So, Governor McKee, because it's so political, instead of just putting out a briefing saying, "All right, everybody, put away the mask." What they want to do now is have the video of him in front of the press saying that because that's valuable. And then they want to keep running that. And then I'm sure they'll run it a year from now when he's going to get elected. Or would like to be elected, I should say, uh, governor of Rhode Island. So that's that's what that's all about. Um, I, I get the feeling that if the CDC had come out either ahead of time or. You know, sometime yesterday morning that Governor McKee would have announced it yesterday, but it, it, it's just the timing of it.
This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you again. If you're listing right now, it's 137, 138, it's Friday afternoon. And let's just say you were in some kind of an accident. You are entitled, whether it's an auto accident or a workplace injury, slip and fall, domestic abuse. Jack Calvino, fight back, call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. You need a fighter. You need attorney Jack Calvino, 401-785-9400, 401-785-9400. Fight back, call Jack, and online at fightbackcalljack.com. I want to... um Again, encourage you to visit the website. And one of the sponsors on the website, I really encourage you to visit Surplus Provisions. Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Body armor, tactical gear, ammo, 9mm, 5.56 pepper spray, food storage. Folks, you got to protect yourself. Stop in and see them at Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. And also, don't forget about our friends at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, 727-1716. If you have a firearm you want to sell or, listen, the streets are getting more dangerous. Firearms, ammunition, accessories, stop it and see John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. So earlier this morning, I want to play again. I just find these comments outrageous that it was uh, from this morning, they had this community gathering. And I don't know what was the full purpose of it, but it was Mayor Lorza. It was some different groups and so forth. And um, they were going on and on about the the shooting. And I want to just play, the, the, especially the comments by that State Senator Tierra Mack. By the way, first let me play. This is um, Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry. He did appear at the briefing. He was not there. He showed up last night, but he didn't speak. But here's him uh, this morning talking about now the shooting from last from night. Commissioner Perry. This Commissioner. is, folks, uh, Public Safety Commissioner Stephen Perry right here on the John DePete. Thank you, Shondell. I'll give you an update, uh, but this is an, an active criminal investigation. As the mayor has alluded, there was a lot of gunfire and a lot of evidence from that gunfire yesterday. We were here nearly throughout the night. What we do know, and we'll be identifying those victims later today, there were eight people that were shot. So one person hit with glass. All right, well, the next speaker is this state senator Tierra Mack. you got to hear her because the whole thing just goes off the rails. She starts blaming the schools. She's blaming the water. She blames, um, she, she blames global warming for the shooting last night in Providence. However, the, I didn't think that was possible, but she does. Let me play it for you. She blames everybody other than the people involved. And this is someone... By the way, that also uh, is always preaching about. We just arrived. Next, we're going to have Senator Tiara Mack. Here we go. Senator Mack. Folks, this was earlier today. This is just absolutely one of the most tone deaf. Thank you all for being here today um, under such um, dire circumstances and for a community that is really hurting. 
poor. This is not typical of this community. This is a community that has fought for uh, delaying the expansion of C3 in four days, mobilizing over 300 people to stop environmental racism just blocks away from here. This is a community that has fought to make sure that our schools can have quality educators and buildings for their young people. This is a community that has fought for economic justice, for housing justice. This is a community. And we have to recognize that there is also systemic violence, and not just the violence that we talk about that these young people engage in, these children, 19 to 25 years old, engage in. The violence of a system does not provide our young people, our families, with access to affordable housing, access to clean air, access to drinkable water. These are the systemic violences that this community faces every single day that we fight for at the state house, at the city level, for a community to have all of the resources that they need. We are fighting against not just the violence of the streets, but violence of a system that tells us that our communities don't deserve a living wage. Violence of a community that does not afford the opportunities for economic advancement. We cannot just push the blame onto these young people who are a product of a system that is not allowed them See, to See, they're flourish. victims. We have to now look at the systems and ask, what can we do with this lifetime, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity with billions of dollars being put into our system to make sure that we have housing, clean air, renewable energy, quality schools in our communities. Right joke. now, Providence Public Schools are in receivership. Not we have true. not seen our young people afforded the opportunities for educational advancements and, and an opportunity for um, jobs after they graduate from our schools. These are the problems that our young people face, and it comes out in the violence that we see right here on the streets. We cannot keep blaming our young people or too many guns on the street. We know those are problems, but we also have to look deeper. We have to look at what products are we not providing every single member of this community that has been organizing, that has been mobilizing, that is active. They're out here in the streets asking for no LNG, a, a, Asking for an answer to how we're going to solve environmental racism just blocks away from environmental the highest racism. asthma rates. This is a community asthma. that speaks out at community hearings at the state house for access to affordable housing, which has yet gone unanswered. This is a community that is asking for its elected officials to invest in its young people and its streets. We need more recreation, more resources. And we will continue to see problems like this because they're endemic of a failing system that does not see our communities as vibrant and lively places where we can have growth and expansion, but as places that are the backdrop to environmental hazards that make our communities sick, that have high rates of lead poisoning for our young people, that are failing and crumbling schools that our young people should frankly be embarrassed to go to. We have to address those systemic problems if we want our young people to have a fighting chance. Let me just stop it for a moment. And again, good afternoon. It's 145. It's Sean DePietro. Can you believe this speech that you're listening to on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM? This is the state senator, progressive socialist, freshman state senator. This is her version of why nine people had to go to the hospital. Eight shot and one cut with uh, shattered glass. Nothing about the fact of the gang members. And also, 
She also calls for abolishing police. First, it used to be defund the police. Now it's abolish police. At no point does she mention a major problem is that it is ingrained not to cooperate with law enforcement. It continues. Um, restorative justice and at practices that will make sure that they have a future of opportunities that is not only abundant, but is deserved and is focused on justice for these communities. Thank you. I mean, if that, who would even clap after something like that? Who would clap after something like that? Oh, yeah. You had this, the mass shooting in Providence because of asthma. What? And it's so, boy, they want that money that's going to be coming in. All right, let me hear some of the uh, other speakers that are. Attention, everyone. Last night, they hit us. So we're going to hit them. Everybody arm up. We need Governor Alorza. Listen to me. People of Rhode Island. I'm calling for a full gang war. This time on the east side. All families must rally and support Baby Omar and Governor Alorza. We need more ammo. And unless the asthma is handled, there will be more shootings. We are so glad Trump is out of office. More cartels are headed to Providence. We're going to be Mexico of the North. I want to thank the cartels for finally bringing more violence to the city. We will not rest. Remember, don't call us gangs. We're groups of people. We need Governor Alorza in office. And I will still wear a mask. Pay no attention to the police. We rule the streets. Now we have some wounded hombres. So we need some more members. We need... Amen. All right, folks. So again, very controversial words there. I wish I had attended this. This went a lot different than I think they thought. Now, we're getting some conflicting messages here, and it's good good that I'm able to translate it. I want to hear the next speaker. Now, folks, again, I thought they would take a tact to call for peace, but not everybody feels that way. So let's hear the next speaker now. This is in the aftermath of the uh, the shooting. So... Hello, everyone. So, last night, 
Venimos delante de ti en esta mañana. We went to the mattresses. Para humillarnos ante tu presencia. They caught us off guard. Tú has dicho, Señor, si mi pueblo se humilla, but nothing is over. Mi rostro y se arrepiente de sus malos caminos. This time, tú has dicho que oirás desde los cielos, perdonarás nuestros pecados y sanarás nuestra tierra. This BS won't stand. En este momento, Señor, reconocemos que necesitamos la situación que impera en nuestra comunidad requiere la intervención hit them like they've never been hit. todas las fuerzas necesarias Until en nuestra comunidad han hecho su trabajo Governor Alorza pero posiblemente Señor hemos apartado nuestra mirada de ti posiblemente Señor hemos We run hecho Rhode caso Island. omiso a lo que tú demandas We de cada uno de nosotros por eso, Señor, en esta hora nos humillamos We run y pedimos this city. perdón por nuestros pecados y pedimos misericordia And all hell's de tal break manera loose. que pueda sanar nuestra tierra. If we don't get some of that en billion. esta hora levantamos las manos I call de las familias que han sufrido esta tragedia, Señor. Levantamos las manos y pedimos por aquellas personas, Señor, que han sido protagonistas de esta situación. Nothing is over. Señor, tu misericordia sobre no ellos. No one saw anything. Tu gracia, sublime gracia Don't sobre talk ellos, to the Señor. Police. En el nombre de Jesús te pedimos, We Señor, run what's left providence, Señor, siga haciendo ese lugar de providencia para todos sus habitantes, Señor. And Governor Alorza to take over. Todos tenemos, Señor, la oportunidad After de desarrollarnos la oportunidad de en amor unos a otros. Then we Dios. will bring peace. Gracias por esta oportunidad, Señor, for standing strong in the face of opposition and asthma and lack of bottled water. Today is a day of revolution for Washington Park. We are going back to make Silver Lake great again. So help me God. We are in total control of this chaos. We will make a Lord as a governor or more hell will come. Amen. All right, folks, again, I, uh, I'm not sure of the full message of that. Um, I got to admit, now, in fairness, I had Miss Martel, and uh, I took French. So my Spanish is a little rusty, but I think I, got, I think I got the gist of it. I think I got the gist of it. If not, maybe a little word wrong here or there. But for the most part, I think it was right on the money. Right now, it's 153. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, this portion of the show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today. Remember, they're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, with J.K.L., it's going to be a hot summer. So what about Central Air? Central Air is a game changer for your home, and it can happen with J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401 
401-351-7600. J. Kale Engineering. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available over 54 years in business. And their expertise is second to none. It's J. Kale Engineering, 401-351-7600. Again, I want to say a very happy birthday to the... Uh, the king of all men, Johnny Skeff, John Skeffington, a very happy birthday to him. And uh, I'm sure he was out celebrating. Folks, again, coming up at 2 o'clock, just good afternoon, everyone. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. And just to remind you again, now coming up at 2 o'clock, Governor McKee is expected to announce that the mask mandate in Rhode Island is completely lifted. Thank God. So, so um now, I'm looking at an email from Team Cicilline, and they're trying to say pro-Trump mob equals tourists. You know, that's not what they, if you didn't know the footage, you would think was normal tourist visit. A lot of the people were working within the stanchions. But here's something I want to point out. How about the fact that all we keep hearing about from a lot of the activists in Providence is that there's a white supremacist problem in Rhode Island. Right. And how about after the situation at the Capitol, which was nothing more than a rowdy protest, by the way, I'll tell you what happened on January 6th. The taxpayers, the real America. Right. Yeah. All summer long and through the fall, they watched Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all these people looting and burning and protesting and destroying the city. And they thought, you know what, that looks kind of fun. So maybe it's our turn. So they went to D.C. and, you know, things got a little rowdy. If you look at some of the footage, kind of reminds me of, you know, the old days sitting in the bleachers at Fenway Park or the old days of Foxborough Stadium, the early 90s, the Patriots under Coach Rod Rust. All right, so maybe things got a little out of control. But the false reporting, I think, I mean, you're talking about they were reporting five dead. Well, there weren't five dead. The only person that was killed at the Capitol was the unarmed protester veteran, Ashley Babbitt. That was the only person killed. Nope. The other people, heart trouble out on the sidewalk. One person OD'd, fentanyl. And then that officer with Cicilline misled everyone. He was beaten to death by the Trump mob. Wrong. Brian Sittnick, no, not at all. He had a stroke. The photo they use of that officer, and by the way, I feel terrible for him and his family and what they went through, but what they went through, um, the, the picture they show of him, he, in real life, he was obese. And the poor guy had a stroke later that night. I'm not saying, but when I look at the footage, that reminds me of an Aerosmith concert that I saw at the Civic Center. And the, and the crowd getting rowdy like that, right, at the Civic Center. I forget which tour it was. It could have been Toys in the Attic tour. But that's what it looked like. If there are domestic terrorists, what do you call the people last night? Nine, uh, uh, nine, well, now we're learning eight shot, eight or nine shots, somewhere in there. Glass shattered. Sounds like domestic terrorism to me. Can we at least agree that we have a gang problem in the city of Providence? As Mayor Lorza says, those are your words, not mine. I call them groups of people. These are the same people I'm getting this hate mail from, heat email from people saying, telling me, stop saying they're homeless. The new term term is they're unhoused does it really matter homeless unhoused what are we talking about 
Um, what are some other things? Um, let's see. They have a banner now outside of the state house. One million COVID vaccines. And then today, it's kind of like a mission accomplished type thing. It does. I'm seeing now the journal just put out a story. More on last night's shooting. It seems 87 Carolina Ave has a story passed. I think they're now referring to the story on the website, topetro.com. Oh, is this Black Lives Matter has released the following statement. Violence like this is not the disease. It's the symptom. Communities in Providence need investment in food, housing, health care, and jobs. We must work together. What a clown statement. Harrison Tuttle. What an embarrassment. At no point do they mention that people need to cooperate with the police. You know, all they keep doing is making excuses for these individuals. That's all they're doing. Um, What else did he tweet out? Being black is not something one can escape. These people don't live in reality. I mean, that much we know. Violence like this is not the disease. All right, folks, listen, it's 159. It's John DePietro. I want you to enjoy the weekend. Visit the website, DePietro.com. If you're on Facebook, I'm going to be doing a Facebook Live at the police briefing coming up at 3 o'clock. In the meantime, enjoy this Friday. Enjoy this weekend. Um. Governor McKee's making an announcement coming up at 2. I want you to stay tuned. We'll have the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Thanks to Jeff and JR. Folks, stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. WNRI Woonsocket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM. Online at WNRI.com.